You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. Based on the Word of God. And um, it's so insufficient. You know, just do better, turn over a new leaf. But I'm telling you, man, how's your heart? How's your heart, really? You know, it's like... Uh, it's almost like sometimes we, we've been studying in connection group about traditional identity, modern identity, but then the, a gospel identity. But it's just in this, uh, a traditional identity is oftentimes about what you're able to achieve and what you're able to show on the outside. But I'm telling you, nothing takes care of the heart. And I tell you, the, the thing that we need more than anything, if you're not saved by God's grace, is to have the sin cleansed from your heart and your life. And to know Christ as Savior, if you are saved, man, get your heart right. Amen. Uh, there's no substitute for it. No substitute for the heart. The Bible says that, that man looketh on the outward appearance, but God looketh upon the heart. So he knows our heart. Create within me a clean heart. Well, uh, we're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 this morning. And I hope that I can learn to play the piano not very well. I say that because uh, that's what Jack said. He said, I don't play the piano very well, but I guess that's just compared to some of the other uh, picking that he does with uh, uh, some of the stringed instruments. But uh, what a blessing this morning. And uh, in 1 Corinthians 12, I'll begin reading in just a moment, but today's a very special Sunday because today is our, our first phase of Vision Sunday. We've never done this before. We've traditionally done one Vision Sunday, traditionally in like the last couple of years, but uh, we're still growing and learning. And I like the fact that we tried two new songs this morning. You know what? We're not afraid to try stuff around here. Um, and we, we try stuff. Sometimes stuff don't work. Those songs work today, but sometimes stuff don't work. And when it don't work, it's like, well, okay, maybe uh, don't do that or try to improve on it a different way. That's fine. But today... Uh, we're doing it differently than we've normally done. The first phase of Vision Sunday today is Connection Sunday. Connection Sunday. And in January, we will have our phase two of Vision Sunday, which is more traditional, where we will focus on our theme. We'll hear more publicly about the vision of the different ministries going into next year. But the big emphasis of today is going to be this, all right? Number one, to inform to inform. I want people to be aware of the ministries that are available to get involved in here at Elk Point Baptist Church. So I want you to be uh, aware of those ministries and also to encourage, to encourage you to get involved, encourage you to get involved. And then in addition to this, to embrace your God-given vision. This has been, this is one of the cool things to me because as we try to, we're launching new ministries. Uh, some of these are reminders of current ministries, but there's a lot of exciting stuff, and we're not even going to be able to cover everything today uh, as far as ministry goes, but we've got several that we're going to be highlighting today. But the cool thing to me is, as we bring up some of these ministries, we'll bring up, for instance, Prayer and Care Team is, is a ministry that's going to, it's something we've done, but it's going to be real launched as an official team and ministry this coming year. I'm super excited about that. Uh, Jody and Rachel are going to be helping with that this year. It's going to be really cool for this coming year. But with that, a part of that is like uh, visiting folks, visiting shut-ins, visiting sick, sick folks. Well, then somebody else comes along and says, well, hey, 
Would that also involve, what if we were, you know, the things that we already do, I know, but, but bringing this within the part of this same team as making meals for people who need meals or having surgery or deaths in the family or whatever. Uh, then somebody else says, what about sending cards? In other words, when we're presenting the ministries that we're talking about, many of them are not just, hey, this is what it is, like it or lump it. It's like, hey, this is the, possi- this is the opportunity, but there's more possibilities. So that's where I say embracing your God-given vision as well. And so uh, it's, it's a really exciting uh, Sunday today. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, chapter 12 uh, I want to just simply give you a, a fairly brief thought today. You are somebody in the body. You are somebody in the body. And that's going to be the theme today in 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. And look with me, if you would, beginning in verse number 12, where the Bible says, For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that body, all all that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. I'll read that better this time. (laughs) For as the body is one, and hath many members, And all the members of that body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. Now, when you look into the Bible, you find that God uses several ways to describe the church, the church of the living God. He describes it, for instance, as the bride of Christ, the church being the bride and the church, or and then Jesus being the groom. So he's trying to make that, and that's, isn't that a beautiful picture? And some of you, it's not a beautiful picture because you just get a picture of your, your big, ugly dude self standing in a wedding dress or something like, I don't want to be a bride, right? But it's, it's not us necessarily as individuals, but, but it's showing the loving relationship that Jesus has, that we have with the Lord Jesus Christ. So the, the, the bride of Christ, uh, the church is also described as a spiritual building, not a physical building, but a spiritual building. And the Bible says that spiritual building is made up of living stones, living materials, but Jesus is the foundation. Every one of these, you see the relationship between us, His church, and Christ. The church is described as a mighty army. With Jesus being our general, the church is described as a flock and Jesus being the shepherd. But in our text, it's described as a body. All of the many ways that the church is described speak of community and togetherness. Community and togetherness. Again, I do invite you, we have five weeks left of our connection group uh, on Sunday mornings. We start that at around 10 But it's a great, great study about identity. You know, traditional identity is basically an identity that kind of fits into the form of what you're told and what you're expected to be kind of comes externally, a traditional identity. But of course, one of the main themes of our generation is more of a modern identity, which is to say, hey, nobody's going to define me. I'm going to define myself. I don't need the acceptance and approval of others. I'm going to be my own person, right? And... But, but both of these come far short of a true biblical and gospel identity that's in Jesus Christ. Uh, in other words, I'm just making the point that community and togetherness and laying down your life for someone else and sacrificing for someone else, some of those things are no longer uh, in vogue, if you will. But the body of Christ is 
looked at as togetherness, as community. The body of Christ is not a building. It's an establishment. I'm sorry, it's not a building. It's not an establishment. It's truly not an organization in the true sense of the words. But the church, a true Bible-believing church, is an organism at heart. An organism. Jesus is not the CEO of the church company. Uh, amen? It, it, it's an organism. It's, it's, not an, it's not so much, it, it may be or an organization in some ways, but above all, it's an organization. It's a collection of believers with life, with a mutual love for Jesus Christ and a desire to serve Him. The church, again, is not the corporation with Jesus as the president. It's a body with Jesus as the head. It is the visible part of the invisible Jesus, the living, breathing display of His redemptive power and love for mankind. So number one, you are somebody in the body. And if, you don't know, if you're not yet a part of this church, you can be a part of this church, but you're somebody in Christ regardless if you know Christ as Savior. And if you don't yet know Christ as Savior, I'd love to introduce Him to to you, amen? Uh, Because you can know Him today as your Savior. But think about this. I'll make that statement again. The church is the visible part of the invisible Jesus. How many people have seen Jesus? i got to be careful asking that question. I thought Christian was about to raise his hand. Um, (laughs) Nobody has seen Jesus. And you know, I can't remember, there was one of the televangelists years ago, he, he, he said that uh, he was in a room and a 90-foot tall Jesus come and stood in the room with him. And I, my, my first question, may not be, should be the first question, was I'm like, how tall is this dude's ceilings, right? <laughs> a 90-foot Jesus there uh, in his room speaking to him. None of us have seen Jesus, right? Nobody has. But the church is the living, breathing display of His redemptive power. Therefore, number one, just a couple principles here, the body manifests a person. Look at verse 12 with me again. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that body, or of that one body being many, are one body, so so also is Christ. A body manifests a person. All, really, what you know about me is my body, my, you know, my face. My, you know me by this, right? I mean, you don't know me in some weird way, just old pictures. You know me. This is how you know me. You know what I say. You know what I do with my hands, where I go with my feet, what I say with my mouth, which is unfortunate. I got some friends from the gym here, and I had a, I had a really embarrassing moment the other day because uh, I was walking, uh, and you guys, well, no, but I was walking into the gym, and, uh, and, and a friend of mine was sitting there, and uh, his name's Creighton. And I come in, and, I, and, just, and I'm a talker, right? And so I come in, and so when you talk a lot, you say dumb things, okay? And I came in, and I said, what's up, sea dog? You say, what's weird about that besides me saying, what's up, sea dog, right? Um, the weird thing about it is that, uh, my name starts with a K, Jesse. I'm like, I knew that. I knew that. Um, but so, so, so you're known. You know me by my body, my, what I say, what, what, I, what I look like, what, you know, so forth, where I go, what I do. That's how we know one another. We don't know each other in any other way. And truly, the way the world is going to know Jesus Christ and the way the world knows Jesus Christ is through His church. Now, unfortunately, many of us have been hurt, 
And there's been many poor representations of who Jesus Christ is because the, the church that traditionally they were a part of maybe has a skewed and, and honestly just terrible picture of who Jesus is that they put forth. But our lives are display the biblical Jesus, right? I mean, there, there's more than one. Did you know that? The Bible says that you, we've got to be careful about, he, he warns these same Corinthians later, he says, he said, I'm concerned about you because I'm scared that you've believed in another gospel. There's only one true gospel. He said, but I, I fear that you would believe another gospel that is brought forth by another spirit. There's the Holy Spirit, but then there's other spirits. And then he also mentioned, or believe in another Jesus. Now, in truth, there's only one true Jesus, but the point is there's many perversions of the true Jesus Christ. But the body is the manifest person. This is who we are. And so uh, the, what the world around us will know of Jesus, He's going to know through us. That's a pretty heavy thing, isn't it? What this community is going to know about Jesus and, and your community, he's going to, they're going to know from us. So it's important that we keep that in mind. Uh, by the way, you ever thought about this? We're going to have a hard time getting along if you like me, but you hate my face and my body. I like Jesse. I just can't stand to look at him. You ever met somebody that's just got a face you want to punch? I kind of like him, but I just can't stand his body. I can't stand to be around him. Well, we're going to have a really hard time getting along because, I mean, this is kind of who I am. But what it reminds me of is it's people who hate the church, right? It's kind of hard. Now, again, if I have the church experiences that some of you had, I don't want nothing to do with that church. That's garbage. Uh, but I'm talking about the true New Testament church of Jesus Christ, a true local church that, listen, is made up of imperfect people. If you want to find some broken people, just look to your left and your right and just look straight up this way. Broken people, failed people, people who mess up, imperfect people, that's what we are. But we are the body of Christ. So, so the body is a manifestation, it manifests a person. Number two, the body has a ministering purpose. Look here in verse 14. Or I should, I should add this real quickly, verse 13. Ah, we'll get back to that one. Let's get to verse 14. For by... For, for the body is not one member, but many. All right? The body isn't one member, but many. The Bible is humorous. Did you know that? Because it's speaking of a body, so there's a humorous there. <laughs> bad, bad. That literally just came to mind, okay? But it really is humorous. Um, that's bad. Okay. But notice what the Bible's saying. <laughs> you get it Trey alright if look at this if the foot shall say just pause right there right away we got a humorous picture we have talking feet I should have named the message talking feet and walking hands or you know whatever hearing eyes for if the foot shall say because I am not the hand I am not of the body is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? 
If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? Every time I read that, I think about this. The, if the whole body were an eye. You know what I picture there? I picture, where's it? let me see if we got it here. Loading. Bam! <laughs> if the whole body were an eye. It would look, but even he has hands and feet and legs and everything. If the whole body were an eye. I mean, there, there's humor here, but he's trying to say, hey, we're, we, we cooperate here. So what? Oh, uh, you, I didn't, you know, I didn't get to sing today, or I'm not a singer, or I'm not talented, or I'm not a teacher. I guess I'm not really a part of the body. That, that's like the foot saying to the hand, I guess since I wasn't able to brush my teeth this morning, right? My foot's down there just all jealous and bent out of shape. I couldn't hardly walk in here this morning because I didn't want to cooperate. So what's going on with your body today, Jess? Oh, my foot's upset because it couldn't brush my teeth again. Right? It's just, that's what God's trying to say here. And, and so, so, so when, when you're in the body, if you're serving, if you're working, don't, don't, you don't spend time. The, my foot don't spend time thinking, boy, that hand. Everybody gets to see, my hand, they see the hands today. Nobody's going to see me. Y'all want to see my feet just to make them happy? Good, I'm not going to show them to you. Right? But, but, but he, it's just this picture that he's presenting. If the whole body were an eye, we, we communicate. We're, we're, we're many parts. Um, notice he goes on in verse 17. If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole body were... Uh, if the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? So there again, we're picturing a big, just an ear walking around or a nose walking around. But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased Him. By the way, I love the individuality that we share, right? We're different, but God brings us together for a, a, a good and a common purpose. May we embrace where we've been placed in the body so that we can help the, function, the body function to the glory and honor of God. Notice what the Bible says there, verse 20, But now they are many members, yet one body... And I think just one more verse for now. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. So this is interesting. The body, he's still going on here, okay? So not only can the body just be an eye or an ear or a nose or what have you, also he says the, the, the body doesn't really work independent of itself, right? Can you imagine? What, what if I just woke up this morning and, and, and I woke up to my hand just... What are you doing? Oh, I just decided today that I'm going to smack you around a little bit, you know. Right? And that, that's what it's saying. It says that you, you don't say, the hand don't just go, do, go off and do what it wants to do. It works in concert. There, there's signals that come from the brain that tell my body what to do. My feet don't just go. Can you imagine? You know, and I guess sleepwalking, you could say, but you're still your head's telling you to do that. If all of a sudden you're like, what are these feet doing today, you know? I mean, that's not a well-functioning body. I thought about this before. Listen, they're, they're, God, man, is, God's doing a great work here, is He not? I mean, I'm telling you, we haven't even scratched the surface of what God's going to do here. The lives that God is going to change, it's awesome. The, 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 the families that are going to be restored, it's just, it's just so encouraging. The lives that are going to be built. But I think about this, the way that it works is the, the, the body working. But I often think about this. Have you ever seen, I've seen this woman years ago, man, I, I, not in person, but I saw like this whole little video or little show about her or something. I believe she was born without arms. This woman could do everything with her feet. She could drive with her feet. 
She, she could sit at a table and with her feet she could lift up a glass. And I can't show you because that's about as far as it goes. But, but she would lift up a glass and, and get her wrapper toes around there and just take a drink. I'm glad, matter of fact, I am certain of this. I'm certain of this. I don't think I'm making it up. I'm pretty sure she would smoke with her feet. Can you imagine that? Cigarette between your big toe and your uh, other toe. Phil, you ever done that? You ever tried that? I wouldn't recommend it. But the, that, that's not the way the body primarily is supposed to work. And you know, unfortunately, that's the way some churches work. It's like there's just a couple members that are having to learn to do everything. Because, you know, the foot's saying, well, I can't be a hand, so I guess there's really no place for me. No, there's a place. God has gifted each of us uniquely in order to serve. And I've got to, I've got to hurry uh, here. The, the, the body manifests a person. The body has a ministering purpose. The body here is to serve us. Amen. Oh, by the way, show, show, me, show me the thing. Show me thing real quick. I don't want it to go to bed. Remember thing? That's creepy, right? It's, that's a, Adam's family, right? He'd come out and do all this stuff. This hand is not creepy, is it? But if this hand all of a sudden jumped off and started running down the hallway, it would be creepy. <laughs> Wouldn't it? And, and, and eyeballs. Eyeballs aren't creepy. But if you were to open up my, my, my sock drawer and see about five eyeballs laying in there, it would like freak you out. Because the body belongs together, right? And that's the unity that God wants for His body, for the church. So the body has, the body manifests a person. The body is a minister, has a ministering purpose. Uh, the body has a motivating power. I sure don't want to get too far without mentioning this. I told you verse 13 I'd read. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. By what are we baptized? One spirit. This is not water baptism here. We, last week we were studying Acts chapter 1. Terry, until you, remember Jesus said you wait here until you're baptized with the spirit. That's what he said in Acts 1. Folks, really my body is just a vehicle that carries my spirit around. This is who you see, but this isn't really who I am, right? Uh, we, we know that there's something more to us than just what's on the outside. And so, truly, we are a spirit. And the Bible says here that the spirit, that, that if you're saved by God's grace, you have been put into the body of Christ through the working of the Holy Spirit of God. Then, then water baptism comes later. The day we became born again Christians. Remember that terminology? Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Did you know that you got some birthday gifts on your birthday when you were born into the family of God? The Bible teaches that each of us have spiritual gifts. Every last one of us. And the, the purpose of these ministries is to help you find a place where you can exercise your spiritual gift. Um, each spiritual gift has a specific role in the body, just as each part of, phys of the physical body has a role. As an eye sees, a hand holds, a heart beats, our spiritual gifts are meant to accomplish something for the sake of the body as it serves the person. And then, uh, then lastly, the body has a mutual program. A mutual program, which is just to say this. The body, a healthy body, is coordinated and organized, right? It's not just all over the place. As individuals, again, we're all very different. 
But we have three main things in common as Christians. We have the same life, we show the same love, and we all have the same Lord. We operate together for the glory and honor of God. Perhaps you are an eye to see things as Jesus sees them. A hand to cradle broken things for Jesus. A heart to love people for Jesus. A shoulder to bear the burdens of your brothers and sisters. Not everybody's gifted the same way. There's some of you who are not meant to be there for grief counseling. Right? But there's some people who are gifted in that. Would you be a good grief counselor, Tyson? You think? Um, we're not all designed, for, but it's a good, that's okay. Because there's other things. Uh, there's other things, right? That we, We're all gifted in different ways. We have different roles. Uh, but, but there's a mutual program. Together we work together. I, I, I heard this story that during World War II, there was a cathedral that had suffered a lot of bombing during the war uh, and that there was a, there was a, a statue of, a, of an image of Christ, a statue of Jesus Christ that was out in front of the uh, cathedral that had been broken during, the, during some of the bombing and the, the battles that had taken place through there. But it was in... The, the pieces were in good enough shape to where American soldiers began to help the people of this village piece the, uh, this, this statue of Christ together. But they were unable to find the hands. And the story goes that one of the American soldiers are saying, I guess we'll just have to be the hands of Christ. And that's the picture that's being given here. It's, the body has a mutual program. So I want to encourage you today... Number one, the main, main thing, this message is obviously really heavily geared toward, you know, your role within the church. But I want to say where it really, really starts with is your relationship with Jesus Christ as far as knowing Him as Savior. See, Jesus Christ, the whole reason He came to this world that we're celebrating this time of year, He came to this earth not to leave a good example. He leaves a good example. Not to just heal and be nice. He, does, he did that. But He came to die. Not just to die in vain, but to die our death. Because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. All of sin. We've all sinned. There's death with sin. But Jesus came to, to die your death. On the cross, He experienced the separation that's due to us because of our sin. When He said, My God, My God, why hast Thou forsaken Me? He loves us so much that He bore our sins, He died for our sins, but then He rose again the third day to offer you this wonderful gift of salvation. So if you've not yet received that wonderful gift of salvation, folks, I want to invite you, number one, that's where you got to start. But if you're here and you're saved by God's grace, I want to encourage you today, man, just to pray about where, may, where might I fit in? And maybe you're just still in the place to where, you know what, I don't know if I'm ready to get heavily involved. Some of the teams that are going to be represented today, again, they're not all going to be represented. We're going to have several represented. We'll probably have more in January that we'll talk about. But, uh, you know, so some of these roles is not like a weekly role. Some of them are seasonal. Some of them are just kind of here and there, right? It's not like a, a, a huge thing. But, uh, but, 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 but maybe you're in a place to say, you know what, maybe I'm not... I don't know how ready I am or how ready I am to get really involved in a ministry right now. 
but maybe I can commit to being a part. If I can't be a part of a team, maybe I'll be part of a group. Maybe I'll commit to coming to connection group and studying and growing and growing more in my faith to where maybe I can get a better idea of what my spiritual gift is. Um, Victor Frankl was right when he contended with Sigmund Freud. He was a psychologist that contended with Sigmund Freud insinuating... See, Sigmund Freud basically said that the chief desire of man is pleasure, you know. But Victor Frankl said the chief desire of man is not pleasure, but meaning. Meaning. In his book, Man's Search for Meaning... Frankel argued convincingly that man was actually most tempted to distract himself with pleasure when his life was void of meaning. Is that not true? That man is most tempted to distract himself with pleasure when his life is void of meaning. In other words, I'm going to try to do things just to make myself happy. There's nothing wrong with pleasure. God created pleasure. But that's not the chief end. We find pleasure and we find true joy and fulfillment when we, get, when, when we take advantage of an opportunity to be generous. When we take advantage of the invitation to participate in something that's greater than ourselves. A, a movement, a cause to make a difference in people's lives. And that's exactly what the church does, amen? And so, uh, right before we go on to this different phase of the service just for the next few minutes. I want to have a word of prayer. And I want to start by saying, if you have not yet accepted the wonderful gift of salvation, I want to encourage you to do so today as we pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for loving us. I thank you for rescuing me from sin, saving my soul, doing a work in my life, putting me in the body, and just somehow working through me. It's not my own natural giftedness, Lord. It's the gifting of the Holy Spirit of God because we can do nothing without you. And I pray, God, if there's anybody here that has not received that gift, that you'd help them to do so right now. Lord, I pray that you'll help them, God, to humble their hearts and from their hearts just cry out, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you went to the cross for my sin. I believe you rose again the third day. God, and I put my faith and trust in you right now as my Savior. And Lord, we know that you said with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So Lord, I pray that you'll help anyone who has not yet trusted you to say that from their hearts, Lord, today. And, and if that person has God, that quickly is how a person can experience spirit baptism into the body of Christ. And so we thank you for that, dear Lord. And please bless the furtherance of the service in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, this is where things get different, all right? Normally I say leave, get out of here, go home. But I stopped early today because we're going to do something a little bit different.